Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sync a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 31,000 businesses already use NetSuite. This summer, NetSuite has a special financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com go. netsuite.com go. podcast is intended for mature audiences. The views and opinions expressed are those of the panelists and do not reflect in any way those of the podcast partners, sponsors, or affiliates. Enjoy. Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and you're listening to the voice of the people. Let's get ready for Boxing Voice. Every day I'm hustling, hustling, podcast hustling, is intended hustling, for mature hustling, audiences. Hustling, the views hustling, and opinions hustling, expressed hustling, are those of the panelists hustling, and do not reflect in any way those I'm of the podcast. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. What broke him down? Was it body punching? I was hitting with body punching, I heard him actually was crying in there. You were saying that Big was crying when you hit him? Yes. When when did that happen? And perhaps the fourth round on. Boxingboys.com. gentlemen have a blessed day we're here we're back to discuss tony bellio and his thoughts and i quote wilder might be the biggest puncher since mike tyson but no skill set to match former cruiserweight champion tony bellio gives full credit to deontay wilder for his feared punching power but he also feels the dangerous boxer is very unorganized inside the ring. 
You know, he's been compared to Mike Tyson for a while now. Um, and, and I guess that's something that you cannot ever take from him. He's still one of the biggest punchers uh, in this sport. And, you know, historically, one of the biggest punchers in this sport. Um, Bellew, I mean, I don't really take much what Bellew says with a, with a grain of salt. I mean, I take it with a grain of salt, should I say, because um, he's had some choice words for Wilder forever. <laughs> it, it, it's been forever. He's been talking about Wilder for a long time. Uh, he was given the opportunity to fight him, and that didn't happen. Uh, so, you know, I can see uh, why people will not take, uh, I guess, Bellew's comments seriously. He's been uh, picking against Wilder for some time now. And, um, you know, um, he's been wrong up until this point with, 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 with uh, Tyson Fury. But uh, again, when given the opportunity, Bellew seen Wilder in person and decided he's a little too big for me. For me being Bellew, you know. <clears throat> Bellew did face heavy uh, a heavyweight twice in David Hay. And uh, I don't know if the... I think the Cruiserweight fight was with Usyk, right? Um, yeah, we're going to be having our first guest. Uh, Dylan Price, he's fighting this this month coming up. Well, actually, we're already in the money. It should be about 11 days, I think. Or actually, is it the 31st? So maybe 26 days out. Uh, we'll be having Dylan Price and his dad more than likely on the show at around 9.30 um, and get their thoughts. Absolutely, boom. Uh, Bellew does work for Matchroom uh, as a commentator. And uh, I believe he worked for Sp- for Sky. Uh, at one point. So. But he's also a fighter. At the end of the day, he's also a fighter. Uh, he's been in the ring. Um, once upon a time, he wanted to fight Wilder. And that was before they met. Right? Obviously. So. Bellew thinks that when the two boxers collide for a third time, for that WBC heavyweight title at the T-Mobile, um, that he doesn't expect a different outcome. And I quote, there's telegraphing punches and then there's skimming the lights above the ring. That's what Deontay Wilder was doing. His punches were that wild and that crude. He was out of control. He may have crazy power and he might be the biggest puncher in heavyweight since Mike Tyson, but he has no class and he has no skill set. Too much, to, excuse me, to match that power. Bellew told Talk Sports. Now, I think that's, I think that's wrong. You know, say what you want, but like, how do you make it this far if there's no skill set? How do you win a, a gold and, and 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 things like that? Now. Does he look wild compared to traditional boxers or other, you know, boxers? Yeah, yeah. It's probably his own style he's adapted. You know what I mean? You probably couldn't teach that to someone else. Um, that's his natural ability is the way that I look at it. 
but it isn't traditional, so I can see how Belly was perceiving it differently. Absolutely, GB. Mike was a little. He was out there, man. He was. He was definitely. <laughs> Uh, he was out there. He was definitely, um, you know, a little bit dangerous. You know, uh, Tyson was fighting in the street. Uh, you know, he, he he had all type of things, you know. But none of that is necessary. It's what you do in the ring, man. You know what I mean? Beating fools up on the street, that ain't going to do nothing. It's what you do in the ring and who you do it to in the ring, man. Resume matters. Resume matters no matter what. Somebody might tell you because of their favorite fighter. Resume matters, man. A whole lot. Uh, but I quote, so it's like a bull in a china shop. He doesn't know what he's doing. He can't set his attack up. His jab was just useless in the fight. He didn't know what to do. Even when Tyson, excuse me, even when he had Tyson Fury down and out in the first fight, he couldn't finish him. I think about this if Tyson gets dropped by AJ Anthony Joshua do you genuinely believe he's going to be able to see out the round Anthony Joshua is one of the best finishers right now he's the best finisher in the heavyweight division that's a little strange when Wilder has more knockouts and Fury's been the first dude to react to the punches in the manner that he has. Normally, people get up from those wilder punches a little bit delirious. Uh, but Bellew is entitled to his opinion. And um, I'm sure that many people believe his opinion or at least uh, side with his opinion of lack of skill set. But um, one thing that can't be denied is that Bellew compared him to Mike Tyson. That's a damn good comparison, you know, uh, 20 days before your fight, right? The fight's at the 24th. We're about 19 days out. That's a damn good comparison to give some casual fans. Well, damn, this guy has the power of Tyson. This guy's hitting people like Mike Tyson. Uh, it just, just having Tyson in the headline is a good thing. You know, all news is good news. All publicity is good publicity, uh, depending on how you look at it, you know? And, um, you know, people criticize Tyson's resume, and they criticize Deontay Wilder's resume. The only thing that could be said is that, obviously, Wilder lost a lot later in his career than Bellew did, excuse me, than, than uh, Mike Tyson did. So, it's really... Up to the reader and the listener of this podcast to decide how they want to interpret or digest this information that Tony Belly was putting out there. Um, there's some good and some bad talking points here. I mean, obviously, you're being compared to one of the biggest punchers in the world. Notoriously, Mike Tyson was, uh, you know, feared as one of the most baddest mans in the squared circle. So having that comparison is always good, you know. 
having uh, the UK announcer, former cruiserweight champ, tell the world that your power is real, sells the fight. And I think everything else, he's just being true to his countrymen and and his uh, his his feelings, his feelings, right? Like he's bigging up his countrymen, but he still feels his countrymen would win. You know, so that's where we're at, man. Uh, we're also going to be having a guest on. Uh, and that is going to be David Price and his son, Dylan Price. Uh, we'll be having them on the show in just a bit to talk about uh, their upcoming fight and uh, how you can tune into that one and catch them. They are formerly uh, with the TMT. Um, and they've been doing their own thing. We've been we've been featuring him here on this show for some time now. And uh, yeah, excited to get him back on. Uh, excited to see uh, fellow New Jersey natives keeping it, pushing, and uh, making things happen for themselves in a world where, you know, if you don't have a team or, or in a world where you're only as good as your team, right? Uh, so... Dylan and his father, David, doing the best that they can and doing damn well. You know, th- their best is is actually damn well. Uh, Dylan, I believe, is now 14-0 and and um, remains undefeated under the guidance of his dad. He's going to be fighting Edwin Rodriguez, who's a, a good step-up opponent, you know, Faced guys like Joshua Greer and got a draw, you know. Uh, Jonathan Lopez Marcano and got a draw. And, um, yeah, man. Christian Cardo from Philadelphia beat him by unanimous decision. Uh, So this is a good opponent for uh, Dylan at this stage of his career. Common opponent with some other notable names to see where he's at. And uh, how he fares against this level of opposition, you know. Uh, so yeah, man, we're gonna be having him on the show. I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure if we have any others on the show, you know. But yeah, I'll wait for that call from Brandon. But you know the number to call in: one four two five five six nine fifty two. 41, press 1, one time to voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. Don't forget, you can add Nestor Gibbs on Skype as well so that you can be part of the conversation. You know? Uh, Once again, we're talking Tony Bellew's thoughts. He did an interview with Talk Sports and, uh, you know, had some choice words, obviously, Headline uh, drawing in so much attention as Bellew uh, saying Wilder might be biggest puncher since Tyson. So uh, not only is he comparing him to Tyson, um, but he's also leaving it up to you to decide whether Wilder is a bigger puncher than Mike Tyson, right? Because he's the biggest puncher since Mike. 
you know um other than that we have ourselves a a good fight in about 19 days you know all answers will be revealed all the questions will be answered in what's scheduled to be 36 minutes of heavyweight action uh, between two of the boxing world's uh, elite. And, um, you know, that's where we're at. Tony Bellew has been a known detractor of Wilder, so I can see uh, where people may not take his words too seriously, may, may, may brush him off as a hater. Uh, and that's, that's normal. That's normal. You're within your right. I mean, Bellew, he really never has anything good to say about Wilder. So, uh, a, a label of that sort, I can see it. I can see it. Um, I guess, you know, playing devil's advocate, the only thing would be that he's a former champion. Um, who's 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 got in, in in the ring with some decent opposition himself, and um, you know, you take it how you want. You take it how you want. You may believe he's being honest with his assessment. You may believe he's trolling. You know, taking shots. Really doesn't matter in 19 days. Really doesn't matter in 19 days. Ken Stone with the super chat. Biggest puncher since Foreman enlisting. More power than Mike. Absolutely. Happy holiday, TBV fam. TBV fam. What up? Um, yeah, man. I'm sorry. I'm solo dolo. Scarface, no Malolo, you already know. So I'm uh, making sure these guests are on and and, and, and we're getting everything right. Uh, let's not forget to hit that thumbs up button. It helps with the visibility of the show. All right, so I messed up my producer's schedule. I, I thought we were having David Price at 9.30 with his son Dylan Price, but it looks like we're having that the opposite way, and it'll be Matt Truck, who's also fighting. Um, he'll be up first in the heavyweight division. So uh, we'll be getting heavyweight Mack Truck on on the program first. He's fighting out in Atlanta, and uh, man, I'm I'm glad actually we got him on because he's in 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 a, a very intriguing fight um, where he's taking on uh, the person 
Jason, I, be, I believe his name is Booth, that beat uh, Rodell Mays, who we just had on the show. So, yeah, very interesting to see what Matt believes about this particular opponent. And uh, did he catch the fight with Mr. Mays? So uh, he's going to be facing Jaden Booth. And Jaden holds a big upset win over Keith Rydell Mays. Now, uh, I don't know. Rydell doesn't go by Keith. It is on his box track, but he just goes by Rydell Mays Jr. Um, and he suffered this loss to Jaden Booth. Uh, Jaden Booth probably was... Uh, Overlooked because of the way that he looks, but uh, he's no slouch. Uh, he's definitely a heavyweight, 6'4", and uh, 250 pounds. And he defeated an 8-0 at the time, Rydell Mays Jr. So 5-0 DeCarvey Scott, a.k.a. Matt Truck, they're right on par. And... Um, I mean, it's just it's just a matter of will Dakari get the job done or will he fall victim at the hands of an upset specialist, right? Um, I'm looking for Dakari to do what he needs to do and, 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 and continue to streak and, and not be phased. But um, I'm, I like to step up, even though Jaden Booth obviously is three wins. Three of those wins are coming by knockout, so... Two of those losses that he has were also suffered at the hands of knockout. Now, that's the thing. This dude is either beating you by knockout or losing by knockout, which means he's fighting to the very end. Uh, maybe this is the type of fight that Mac wants, a little bit of a dog fight. Uh, so, it's going to be interesting. I'm glad that we'll be able to call this action, too. And see how Mac performs um, under these lights. This fight will be had at uh, held at uh, Buckhead Fight Club in Atlanta. And uh, yeah, man, if you want to get any tickets, you already know. Head on over to TriStar and Southpaw Promotions on Instagram and Facebook, and you can find the links there if you want to see the pay-per-view just hit me up i'll send you a direct link to each date uh so that you can have it mr price i i i was just told by my producer we got you scheduled for 10 30. i don't even know what you told me bro i know i know i, I um, uh we keep going our workout that's not a problem we can finish what we're doing thank you thank you apologies okay. man apologies no problem All that right. actually worked better no problem perfect Okay. Uh, so there you have it. That was David Price, the father, uh, manager of uh, Dylan. And um, yeah, man, they're in the middle of a workout. As you've seen, Dylan was already sweating, uh, getting it in, man. Got to get that cardio right, baby. That's where them rounds, man, them, them final rounds, that's where it all matters, the cardio, you know? Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just being told that Mack Truck is actually in L.A., so that's a story in itself. He, he usually trains in, in, in Atlanta. L.A. is a totally different time zone, so uh, maybe he's getting some heavy sparring or some good sparring, right? You know? Uh, 
But yeah, once again, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. Uh, we're talking Tony Bellew's thoughts on Wilder being, uh, might be the biggest puncher since Mike Tyson, but he feels that the skill set doesn't match. Um, I don't know how much does the, of, of, of that matters. Um, but I guess when you're facing Tyson Fury, it does matter. It's a little, slightly a little different. Um, you know, that being said, uh, you can call in and give us your opinion. One four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Uh, press one one time to voice your opinion. You know, um, so we're, we're just waiting on Mac. Like I said, you know, he's on a different uh, time zone, you know, usually on the East Coast here in Atlanta. But, uh, you know, a little bit out doing his thing. But uh, if you want to call in, you know the number, 1-425-569-5241. Press 1 one time to voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. Don't forget to add Nestor Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation uh, from anywhere in the world, man. Anywhere in the world. You know? If you believe Bellew has a point, please call in and make it, you know? Um, does the skill set not match the power? You know? Does it matter? He's gotten this far. People saying that he didn't have any skill and he kept, he just kept, you know, Defying the odds. Will it matter now in this particular match? You know? Coach Myers, yo! What up, champ? What up? All right, so we're just waiting on our first guest, and that's going to be heavyweight Mack Truck. He trains with Mustafa Mickens, and he's going to be on uh, this July. I believe, let me double check here. Uh, I want to say 17th. Yep, July 17th. And on this card, actually, I think he's, he's uh, July 16th. I think he's July 16th. Um, the 17th is Amari Jones, the DHP Devin Haney uh, fighter, as well as Rodell Super Maze uh, Jr., who we had on the show last week. Um, and uh, a new kid by, El, by the name of El Bezuka, Jimenez Ashmiel, I think it is, Asmiel. Uh, 
Yeah, and uh, DeAndre Pettis and Chris Arnold, the machine. Uh, that's seven seventeen at the Buckhead Fight Club, thirty-two ninety-three Bulford Highway, Northeast Suites, Brookhaven, Georgia, thirty-three two nine. Beer and liquor will be available to the to the VIP tickets only. All right. So if you want to drink, you gotta get that VIP ticket. You know, that being said, head on over to Southpaw Promotions and try Star Boxing for more information on uh, tickets and location and uh, any other details. You know, any other details. But yeah, man, you know the number to call in, 1425-569-5241. Press one one time to voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. Don't forget to add Nestor Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. Hit that thumbs up, man. It helps with the visibility of the show. So people saying Belly was terrible. I mean, Belly, Belly became champion, man. Belly became champion, and he, uh, you know, he did pretty well for himself financially. He, he, the later half of his career was definitely better than the the first half, and uh, he's also became a commentator. Working very closely with, with, with Matchroom. And, uh, you know. Continuing to do his thing post-boxing. I think they've announced him as the DAZN team now for the UK. As DAZN is... Uh, As the zone is one of the ones that are taking over for Sky, they they started announcing a whole new uh, announcement team. So, but this is what we're talking about. Tony Bellew's thoughts, uh, where he believes Mike, uh, excuse me, he believes Deontay Wilder might be the biggest puncher since Mike Tyson, but but no skill set to match it. But I, I feel like, wasn't that the same thing they used to say about Mike, right? Like, you know, obviously people loved his uh, lateral movement, but people would complain about that skill set, uh, or at least the, the resume, right, of the opposition. I don't know if that's one and the same. You know? That's one and the same, man, so... Okay, so Toby is saying yes, that Tony Bellew is part of the UK DAZN team. UK DAZN team. Um, which, you know, he 
he does a good job when he's doing a when he's commentating or calling, you know, the the, the live fights. Uh, Bellew is always gonna be a bit biased, you know. He really loves AJ, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. He's like a big, big fan of AJ, and uh, he'll always be a bit biased. But he, I think, he calls the fight pretty down the line, especially if it's like a Brit versus a Brit, you know? Maybe. What do you think? What do you think? But I'm being told Mack Truck is coming now. Remember, he was on West Coast. He's on West Coast time. We'll we'll figure that out, find out from him. uh, Is he working out there? And if so, with who? Because I know that Mac has sparred even Rick Ross, man. Roy Jones. To get him ready for the Mike Tyson fight. Remember that Mike Tyson pay-per-view? Well, uh, Mac Truck was the lead sparring partner for Roy Jones to get him ready for Mike, you know? And uh, Mac has a good style. Definitely one of those styles that, that, that would have gotten Roy ready. But here, here's our star right now in the making. Matt Truck, can you turn that sideways, brother, just so the camera doesn't blur you out? Uh, we're joined here by Dakari, Matt Truck, Scott, and uh, it looks like you got your screen wrote. There you go. So, Mac, man, we waking you up early. I had no clue you was going to be in L.A., brother. Yeah, I'm in L.A., man. Uh-oh, you must be getting some work. What, they flew you out? Somebody needed some work? Now, actually, one of our, our guys, he's fighting on a... On the cart that had a uh, golden boy card, so we all down here and we're here to support oh. him. But I'm going, I'm trying to get some work down here though. Almost definitely. You so you're there to support Crunch Time. Yeah. Okay, James Wilkins. Yeah, that's my guy. Yes, yes, yes. I know, I know James. Uh he used to train out of that Chris Colbert gym uh yeah. with, with Arleano Sosa. And I seen that he relocated to Atlanta. And when I went to see you, I obviously I got a chance to see him working with Mustafa Mickens. How long has he been in uh Atlanta with you guys? Uh, he's been about a month now. Okay. All right, hey, month, so shout month out. and a half. He's been for uh, quite a bit for a minute. Shout out to you, man. Uh, you know, yeah. going out to support a fellow stablemate, man. So, uh, so yeah. uh, first time in LA, or you been out there much? Uh, I mean, I was, this is my first time as an adult. I was a kid. Like, I went out here for Disneyland, but other than that, that was it. I ain't, this is my first time really out here. Okay. Just, you know. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, yeah. uh, when did you guys get out there? Uh, we actually got here yesterday. Oh, okay. Got here yesterday around no, uh, noon. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. How's the, the time change for you? Luckily, you don't got to fight, but how do you feel um, now, I, now that you're three hours I, behind? I, I like it because oh, I'll yeah? be, be up I'll be up so late sometimes. So, I'm like, when I woke up, when you, when you you I was already up when you text me, so I was just chilling. And I got, yeah. I was like, oh, give me two minutes. I was already up. And it's like 6 o'clock here. So, I, I kind of like the time change. It's kind of for a longer up. day. That's what's up. So, do you have any idea where Mustafa might take you to to get some work in to shake it off? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, we we was we wanted to go to James Tony gym. Okay. Uh, so he, you know, what I'm saying my uh my people to hit up. They're gonna hit up Buddy McGirt for me. So we're just trying to we're just trying to see. We're kind of just playing it out right now. Nice, nice. Buddy is a a good guy, man. Good guy. So yeah. uh, I'm telling everybody, you're fighting on the 16th. Yeah, July 16th. 
And uh, man, I'm a little worried. I ain't on front. I know you not. I know you not. Yeah. And I'm sure you probably watched Jaden Boo fight Rodell yeah. Mays. So let's start there. Did you see that fight live? Did they get you tape? Have you watched it? Like, what's going on? Nah, I, I seen. I, uh, I seen the tape of the fight. I seen it. I watched it a couple times. I was supposed to fight him actually back in April. So we was already we already hit to him. So this. I'm not. I'm, I'm, that's nothing to be worried about. Nothing to be. But I mean, I look at I look at Mr. Mays being undefeated at the time and then getting upset by uh, Jaden. And I'm wondering, you know, uh, I, and obviously I interviewed uh, Rodell the other day and he said, look, he got hit. I think it was either a clean shot or a shot behind the head that he'd never recovered from, he said. And uh, it, it, it was just, you know, hard after that. Uh, so yeah. obviously Mr. Booth has some power. Yeah, he's, he's he's you know he's not a bum. He's a he's an opponent. He's a dangerous opponent. Everybody's an opponent. So mm -hmm. I'm not. I, I never look over. I never look old man. But I know what I bring to the table, and I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys July 16. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, is that the only fight you've seen of uh, Jaden Booth? Yeah, that's the only fight I've seen. Okay. I really, really I mean, my, my my people they send they that's the only film they sent on Mercer. There hasn't been any other film, mm. so I don't. I'm not sure, but I know I know what the car he brings to the table, and I'm coming in there do the same thing I always do. And uh, I mean, I won't ask because it's not like I don't follow you. So I guess I, I want you to give us some detail because your opponent is six four. Um, so yes. I guess I guess the question uh, that I know the answer to is: Are you sparring tall men to get used to this? I've been sparring. I've been sparring. Tall. I'm. I'm in my weight class. I'm the shorter guy all the time. So mm -hmm. everybody I spar is tall. So I'm. I'm. I'm used to it. It's the height. 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 Height difference. I mean, it means something to you guys, but I know what to do. I'm. I'm this. This is what I've been doing my whole life. So. Do yeah. you prefer being the shorter guy? Yeah, actually, I do. Now, now I do. I used when I was younger. I used to didn't like it, but now it's like I know what to do. It's it's, it's ABCs for me. Now. Mm. ABCs, that's simple, huh, champ? Yeah. <laughs> so, what sort of performance are you envisioning? You know, you know who you're fighting. When you close your eyes at night, or when you're thinking yeah. about this fight, how do you see it playing out and and, and the ending? Uh, I, I, a body shot, Gustavo. Mm. Okay. Body shot. A lot of people, you know, they 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 underestimate me, but I hit hard and I got real good body shots. I'm I'm a grave dude. And that's what I do. Like I go to the body, and I—that's what I do. And I believe a body shot's going going flatline. Wow, a grave digger! I never heard that used before. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Man, that <laughs> Atlas might start using that. Man, Teddy might steal yeah. that from you, man. <laughs> yeah, I like that. He got to become a grave digger. That means he digging to the body. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nice, 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 nice. So, um, how many rounds were you sparring? to get prepared for this or do you just get what you can get or are you guys looking for a certain number per camp uh we usually i ain't gonna lie, be honest to you we I, we spar real hard so we, you know what i'm saying my coach he's kind of real big on like people people see the sparring on instagram and they like oh they're killing each other but it's they're gonna be brain damage man we spar sometimes when we spar hard like that it'd be just four rounds and we're done he's real he's real people don't people people just see the, the instagram they don't see really what it's a it's a science to what he's doing uh but it, i spar i mean i can spar 10 rounds 12 rounds it, it don't matter i've been sparring rounds my, i mean i've been ever since i turned pro i started up in my rounds and 
it's I'm not really worried about how many rounds I can spar. I can go. I know I can go. So it's you know what I'm saying. So sparring, I mean six rounds. I'm doing a six rounder, so we probably do six, seven, eight. Sometimes a lot of guys they can't even after a while. They, sometimes we try to look for better work. The guys I be sparring, they they be kind of done after two or three. So damn. Yeah, yeah man, they got We gotta we gotta start getting you in there with some uh you know uh more experienced pros, right? That they won't be yeah. done, that they need you. Speaking yeah. of people needing you and your services, uh I'm sure Roy was able to last more than that with all his experience. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, Roy. Talk to me about that time with, with, with Roy Jr., man. You got to come out here to Florida, Pensacola in his gym, right? Nah, that was um actually we went to Pittsburgh. He was okay. training at Tom Kello's gym. Oh, Young Kello, okay, okay. Yeah, we went to Pittsburgh. And I spar It was actually a lot of headwinds up there. That was actually a good time. But I spar Roy, Roy was helping him get ready for the Mike Tyson fight. You know, Roy actually, man, he he surprised me. They they told me that he was like, go, like go. don't don't pull back, go. And I went and Roy, he did. Wait, he, wait, I mean, wait. They told you they told you don't hold back on Roy. And you let said go, and you they let said, go like, on a legend. Yeah, they was like, go. I was, I was, my, you know, what I'm saying my coach, he was, my coach that told me he was like, now nah, we know he older guys, just, just you know, what I'm saying don't do too much. Then they was like, go, like we're doing it. Even Roy started talking trash, like that's all you got. Come on, let's go. Yeah, that's why I, I knew that fight. I knew Roy. I, I thought Roy was gonna win the fight. I knew it wasn't a winner, but I knew it wasn't gonna be uh, Mike Tyson for not Roy. I, I thought I was like, nah, my Roy still. He still can go. So. so how did it make you feel? Cause that that's actually good practice for you to get used to someone shit talking while they in the ring with you. So did yeah. that motivate you more? Did it upset you? Uh, how was Roy throwing little shots at you while actually throwing literal shots at you? Make you feel? I mean, I mean, for God, I don't, I'm not sensitive. I don't. Have, I'm, I'm, my family, how we grew up, all we do is talk trash to each other. So I'm not sensitive. I'm used to it. So it's. And when they want to just, you know, respect. Like, that's Roy Jones. I respect him regardless, man. <laughs> that's Roy Jones, man. Like, people, yeah, it's, it's Roy Jones. Like, you, you got to just, you know, it's Roy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so did he hit you with that left hook clean or what? Nah, I ain't, I, I ain't left him with no punch. Our defense, my defense pretty good. Oh, you want to get hit with the Roy hook? He, what he call himself, I, Captain Hook? Captain Hook. I couldn't let Captain Hook in me. I, you know, I, I do... I do know box. That was his favorite shot. Yeah. I know I was, I was ready for So you was, was on the lookout for that one. Yeah, I was yeah, ready. I was on the yeah, lookout for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what's up. That must have been great. So how many total rounds you got to do with Roy? That's a legend, bro. I don't I, I don't even remember now. I gotta look back at the I got it on film. I got You're gonna at be able film, to tell your remember. kids that, man, because like you got him ready for the Mike Tyson fight. Everybody wanted that fight. It finally happened and in some way you were part of history, man. So congratulations yeah. on you, man. Keep doing your thing for sure. But but That's tell right. me how you was able to switch it now, cause I I, I hear you also spot Rick Ross. So so how do you work with a novice guy like Ross, and you can and, and then you're working with such an experienced guy. So so how'd you turn it down with Ross, and how good is Ross? Cause I'm gonna tell you, actually, actually Ross is pretty decent, man. I was uh I went to spar him. He is talking trash, and then you know it's through his, through uh, one of his coaches he worked out. He's talk trash. He talked trash to everybody. Yeah yeah. So uh. It was like he want to spar you. I was like, all right. So it was just it was like a, I think it was like a Sunday. And he hit me up. I went over his house and oh, you did it in was, his house. Yeah, went over his house to spar. He he a cool dude. He he talked that trash, but he actually better than you would think. Like he thought he because he he had some background. He was like, man, I did not people mouth his eye and drop people. So he really he really was confident feeling himself. 
I said, nah, you ain't gonna do that to me. So I kind of just worked on my defense with him, and I, uh, just, you know, just, we just, I just kind of played around. So wait, a little he didn't get tired on you? Nah, he got tired. Okay. How many <laughs> rounds? How many rounds before he got tired? Uh, he did. I think he did like five before he, before he really got tired. He did five rounds before he got tired. Tired. <laughs> five three minute rounds or two minute rounds? Three minute rounds. Oh five, shit! Five three minute rounds. Hey yeah. Mac, hey Mac, I promise you, they trying to set me up. They hit me up so I could spar him. And look how good he is. Talking about five, he did five three-minute rounds. No way. Five, I ain't going out five there. Five three-minute rounds. Yeah. He actually, I, and people, people surprised. He actually pretty good. Like I went, I was thinking like you know, you know, I think so. you see celebrities boxing, he'd be like, okay, nah, he actually pretty decent. He actually pretty decent. I mean, he definitely did. He did five rounds with you. What the hell? Yeah. I ain't yo. The way I seen him hitting them pads with his chair, I'm like, mm. and then he was all in the flip flops. I'm like. Mm. Yeah, now nah, he, he put on shoes for me. He he put on shoes. He kind of he kind of <laughs> came with he came with his A game. He came with his A game. Damn, five rounds. He shocked me, man. He shocked me. Yeah. Um, what would you say is his best punch? Straight right. Yeah, straight right. That's it. He, he throwing it. He throwing it straight right. <laughs> he looked like he got <laughs> he a little bit. Of, he looked like he got a little bit of reach. Yeah, he. he, 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 he he's actually was taller than me. He's probably about like six two. I want to see six one, six two. He he, he tall. He not he not short. Did you did you give him some good body shots? You go to the yeah. body on. <laughs> yeah, I went to the body on. I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I kept it real. You know, I, I kept him honest. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't smack. I ain't go crazy. Yeah. You know, I kept it honest with him. And, you know, I had a couple body shots. He probably looked at me like, "Hey, that was low. Now that one low, you just felt that." <laughs> <laughs> he cool though. Rick Ross, Rick Ross is a cool dude. Man. Damn, that's what's up. Wow, I'm glad you put me on, bro. I'm telling his yeah. his trainer hit me up like, "Yeah, man, um, Ross looking for sparring." I'm like, "Oh, I." Yeah, because I've been yeah. sparring some pros here and there, but I got since like May, I don't get in the ring or work out. So I'm like, nah, I ain't trying to go over there without, you know, getting back in shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he like, yeah, nah, yeah. he a novice. But here I am talking to you. He ain't no damn novice doing five, yeah. three minute rounds. That's good. He did. He did. He did pretty good. He did. I, I got that fifth round. He was done. He wouldn't sit down, but he, he, he going to push himself. He. He gonna push. He gonna go. I wonder if he gonna try and like get a little celebrity fight or something. I don't know. I ain't asking. Cause I keep seeing him just do this and do this. Like, you know, it's like everybody. Like when I first started, you know, I was already too old. So I found the way to get into some sort of competition. Like, you yeah. know, you 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 wanna after after it's it, it's so fun that you wanna keep doing more, depending obviously on who you are. But Matt, man, damn man, that was a good story, man. So yeah. uh. When do you, when you got, you, you only staying out there for the fight, I'm assuming. So you right back? No, we we had for a week. Well, I'm, I, I, we actually came here early. We drove, man. Oh. We came here early. Yeah, we came here early. So How uh, long was that drive? What is it, Atlanta to LA? Shit. Yeah, it was, it's probably about, let's say what, a day, six hours, about 36 hours. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't. That's it wasn't that love, bad, man. Like, That's we, that crew love, man. You know? Yeah, it wasn't too bad, man. My coach, he. He he really be pushing, like I ain't gonna lie. He I drove probably about four hours out the whole trip. He pushing. Oh, his wife, she drove too. She drove a, she drove a good chunk of the trip too. All right, shout out to Mustafa, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Listen, these are the experiences, man. You guys got a great thing going over there in Atlanta. You know, shout yeah. out to Javonta Davis, always visiting yeah. you guys and, and, and putting more attention on that gym so that, yeah. you know, uh more people get to know you and Mustafa. You know, I think he's like the the second coming of Nazim Richardson. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I want him to get his just due uh, with guys like yourself and, and and James Wilkins and 
Hopefully Christian Otero pans out and everybody else that you know Mustafa has working over there. But it's a lot. Of, it's I ain't gonna lie. It's a lot of talent there. You, but it is you know it, they're just keeping it real. Like in the South, they be like all them boys can't fight. Like I remember my first national I went to. Uh, I ain't gonna say his name, but on my first national I went to, and he was like, "I fight somebody from South Carolina." Off and bust his ass, and it was just like, it was like, damn, like, but uh, like, I'm not from South Carolina, but it's like, so you try to say the South can't fight, and I just, I just remember that it's something I, I never forget, and um, and I, ever since then it was, I told Mustafa, Mustafa was like, we're gonna change that, he was like, okay, we're gonna change that, and then it's been like that, man. It's a lot of a lot of people move here, like you'd be surprised, like if people from New York they move into Atlanta for boxing. Yeah, Jacobs lives uh, out there. Yeah, and it was just like. And like coach, he kind of getting the respect. He really, he's really teaching. He's not a, he's not, a, he's not a strength conditioning coach. He's not a, a mid guy. He's really a teacher, and he's, he's teaching fighters. And I mean, we got, I'm gonna go down the list, man. Uh, Key White, called sniper. He fought at 122. He got his debut on the 24th. He, he's, he a problem. And and we met him in the amateurs, and he's seeing a different fighter now. Uh, we got my boy Marco, and then on Instagram All Star Hilo. He a good fighter. He turned pro. He debuted on the 24th of July. Uh, you got James. You know James. Uh, we have... I can't remember. Oh, we got uh, the, the Berto brothers, Berto and Jason. They, I've seen them come from scratch, man. And they, you know what I'm saying? They're gym wars and they, they've got better. So it was like we got a pretty, like real team. It's like we're coming along and coaches just teach them. They come to the gym every day and he's teaching them and he's getting them better and he really like they, they can fight. Like you, if you come to them, you come, you hit a grindhouse boxing. We have work for you. Is you gonna we gonna work? And that's that's kind of the narrative we want to change in Atlanta. Like, oh, you know, Atlanta's a party city. Now nah, we actually can fight here too. And that's that's what we trying to. I'm trying, I'm trying to change the narrative, and Mustafa trying to change the narrative too. That gym, man. Um, you guys obviously made it famous with Instagram and the sparring and the teachings of Mustafa. On, you know, he, yeah. he takes and he puts kind of his some of his lessons on his uh, social media. And obviously yeah. the power of social media has uh, put him out there to the boxing world. But it's so deceiving. After going there in person, I thought I thought it was so much bigger. It's yeah, like it's, cool. it's like one long room. And, and man, yo, look, if you can't yeah. make weight in that gym, you just ain't working because yo, work is hot. it was hard. It's hot. Yo. It was like hard to breathe. Y'all ain't even have a, a the first day I went, y'all ain't had mm -hmm. the doors, like both doors open so that the wind could, I'm like, yo, how are y'all doing? Yeah. Everybody had a puddle of sweat yeah. under them. It was crazy, yeah. man. And that you got was, people with sauna suits on. It's, it's crazy. That's, that's how it is. Yeah. How it works. That's, that's, yo, that gym gets very hot. Yeah, gym working. Yeah, working, man. I'm actually happy to see you back. I know you, uh, Stop going there for a minute, and I'm just happy that, that, that things worked out the way they were because I, I met you with Mustafa, and I, I believe you guys are uh, a great team together, and I wish y'all nothing but the best. So seeing you there and, uh, you know, watching you in person, man, because, uh, wow, you are a worker, man. I'm telling you, you're going to fool so many people. They don't, they don't even know. They're going to look at It's like you said. Somebody going to say you from the South or that you, you don't fit the right body type, and then they're going to be slept. <laughs> Yeah. By the time yeah. they look, they're going to be waking up, man, because uh, you're yeah. something else, man. I really think you're special, and I hope everything uh, pans out for you the way that it should. Yeah. You're definitely uh, making waves already, and we're going to stay tuned. Dakari Scott, a.k.a. Mac Truck, please give out your social oh. media. 
Oh, oh hold sorry. on, I gotta say something too, uh -oh, man. Uh oh. Uh, that my my, my last sparring I posted that when everybody trying to say he was a lightweight, no, he's a heavyweight. He just I was, he heavyweight. I just made him look small, man. He a real, he's a real heavyweight. He fights the, the one, heavyweight. the one you hit to the body with the left, and then yeah. the left hand to the top, right? Yeah, he's a heavyweight. Everybody keeps saying it's different weight classes. No, he's a heavyweight, man. But he, he gotta be like two hundred one. He was he looked oh, thinner than about two twenty five, bro. He's what? swole. Like if you would see him in person, you'd be like, God damn, he is swole as shit. Like <laughs> okay, so I, I'm assuming you seen. What uh super declarated amateur Cam Awesome said, right? That's why you're bringing this up. No, nah, I didn't see what he said. I, I remember I, I had uh my one of my guys that sent me a clip from the show saying that I was smart a little guy. No, I wasn't. He's not little. Oh yeah, because uh what is it, Cam? Let me see if it comes up. Cam F. Awesome. There you go. Yesterday he posted. Uh, well, damn, it looks like he posted a lot, but I think my fight knocking out. Okay, this one. This was a day ago. He said, boxers, knocking out an inexperienced guy in sparring isn't impressive at all. Yes, sometimes it's necessary to put a little extra pressure to teach a clown a lesson, but it shouldn't be put on social media. Tasteless. Yes. And I get him. He's older, you know, just like I understand you. You know, at this, I think, I think we're in a generation where it's about self-promotion. You know, yeah, um, it's it, it's different. I mean, when you really think about it, boxing has changed. If you if you have a good following, if you if you, you bring people to the audience, you, it's different. Mm -hmm. But see me, I don't see when I if I post good sparring, it's gonna be a clip of another fire we both you know. A lot of the sparring be when it, and the dude that's smart, people don't realize that like, he he really a hardcore. Later on that week, he stopped somebody more worse than me. But he like he. How he got stopped? Like he stopped somebody worse than later that week. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm saying like people think, oh, he, he green. No, the, the guy, the guy, he, he probably had like 12 fights now. But he, he, he was like 29. He came out of prison. He was hardcore. Like he was, it was, it's more to the story. So I, me posting that, it was just a beautiful shot. If you see me post sparring, a lot of that be guys talking trash. They come ready to post me. So I, I you know, what I'm saying I get, I get the fair end of it. But my real sparring, my real work that I really post and I'm really grinding this up, I don't post that, man. It's, people didn't understand it's just it's Instagram. People get so caught up thinking Instagram is real life. And that's what a lot of fighters get messed up. Yeah, it's probably happened, but it's Instagram, bro. Like, if you if you feel that way, people pull up, get their camera, <laughs> they want to <laughs> And I'll show you. I'll check that out. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, it's, it's, so wait, it's so wait, right. you know, you know Cam though, right? You because because he been, he he been trying to get an Olympic medal for a minute, so I think he just stopped not too long ago. You know him personally, don't know, right? I don't I don't know him personally. I, I met like, him. I met him. Probably, met him. Okay. My, my first national, I met him, but I don't know him personally. So, I mean, I don't know if his shot was directly towards me or he was just speaking nah, in general. Nah, nah. Let's like, leave, let's leave just, it in general. Saying, like, yeah, like I'm just saying, like a lot of people they be so caught up is Instagram, bro. A lot of shit be fake. You probably see a lot of shit really be fake on Instagram, and people be going so crazy. And it's just Instagram, man. Just calm down. If you really, if you really feel type of way about some of Instagram, hit them up, ask the spar, come to their gym, or tell them where they at. Like it's just Instagram, man. People be. So caught up in this Instagram shit, man. It's ridiculous, bro. It's a powerful tool. That's why, man. It, it's a promotional tool. And, and and that's why I said I understand. Look, Devin Haney. Yeah. Look at Devin Haney. Look at Ryan Garcia. They come out. They they, they made a name off of the sparring videos, you know? Even yeah. Roly. Even Roly for having Broly. that sparring with Ryan. 
come on, like if people be even Tank post is sparring here, bro, champion, bro. Like, come on, it's it's just Instagram, man. Relax. He bro. definitely posted that red cat spar. <laughs> yeah, and like it's Instagram. A lot pros, a lot of pros part. Uh, what's his name? Caleb Plant posted a clip of him sparring. I mean, it's just it's Instagram, man. It's it get people talking. And that's exactly. what you do, man. Like guys, relax, man. I mean, people be so I read the comments sometimes, people be so crazy about it. It's just it's just Instagram, man. It just if you really if you really take it personal. Like I got many people who really take it personal. Somebody post a clip, and they when they post it, they in the comments explain it. That you know really what happened. You got whooped on that dance part. That's what I believe in. But if you know it's a fifteen minute clip, and somebody posts you, man, if you don't take your fifteen minute clip and post it back, like you gotta get better editing videos. If you if you if you that system, people be so sensitive, man. It'd be, it's crazy, man. It's, well, Matt, man, uh, give out your social media chant, man. Thank you for the uh, yeah. interview, man. We appreciate your time. Let everybody know where they can find you. And oh, uh, you can find me at, at underscore underscore Mac Chuck M A C underscore underscore. And uh, you know, what I'm saying I'll be I'll be there doing what I do, guys. Tune in. Any phone number or something you could give out for them tickets for uh, your show? Oh, oh, the link in, the link is in my bio. Okay. If you want to buy a ticket, the link is in my bio at all my all my social media. So. You know, they go there and get a ticket, man. July sixteenth is going down. You're gonna see me do it in person. Not a not a fifteen minute Instagram clip. You can be you can be done in person. So you can come see. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, man. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Up and coming prospect, Dakari Scott, aka Mac Chuck. Mac, man, enjoy the rest of your day. And once again, we appreciate you. King Amin of Essex, what it do, chant. What's good, Chizzy? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Yo, hey, man, man, that was a good interview, man. He got he got me smiling and shit. Uh, I'm excited, yeah. man. I'm excited. This is a little bit of a dangerous fight. I know he don't look at it that way, but shit. A dude coming off an upset of a dude that was 8-0, you got to be feeling good. And Rodell, man, he's a, he's a ticket seller, so you got you got a scout, you know what I mean? So I don't know if he's going to lay down against Mac, man. But what you think of these belly statements, man? You know what? I didn't hear nothing about the value statements. I just wanted to touch on something you guys talk about sparring footage, right? Mm -hmm. I think sparring footage has gone the way of the ghostwriter. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, it wasn't fashionable to know that your favorite artist had a ghostwriter. Now we don't care. You know what I'm saying? What used to be so sacred in boxing, don't expose the sparring footage. Now it's kind of like, you know, all bets are off. So I wouldn't jump out there and call it classless. I would just say times have changed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. You know, it's I just totally different. agree, man. I totally agree. I think that it, it's just a different generation. It's a different age. And, and, and everybody now has different promotional tools, man. You know, other guys in the back in the day, they had alliances with specific websites to get their message out and be heard. Now, these guys have their own social media. They don't need anyone. And, you know, that this is this is that this is that. Yeah, what's Tony Bellew talking about, though, man? What's this guy stirring up? Well, he's saying that uh, Wilder might be the biggest puncher since Mike Tyson, but no skill set to match. No skill set to match. Uh, I'll give you some quotes here, get through these pretty easily. First quote, he says, there's telegraphing punches, and then there's skimming the lights above the ring. That's what Deontay Wilder was doing. His punches were that wild and that crude. He was out of control. 
He may have crazy power, and he might be the biggest puncher, excuse me, the biggest punching heavyweight since Mike Tyson, but he has no class and no skill set to match that power. Bellu told Talk Sports. So, it's like a bull in a china shop. He doesn't know what he's doing. He can't set his attack up. His jab was just useless in the fight. He didn't know what to do. Even when he had Tyson Fury down and out in the first fight, he couldn't finish him. Think about this. If Fury gets dropped by AJ, do you genuinely believe he's going to be able to see out the round? Anthony Joshua is one of the best finishers. Right now, he's the best finisher in the heavyweight division. End quote. Well, you know, it's a lot that you can take out of that statement that bears truth. But to say classless and, you know, I mean, to get to this point in boxing, you, you have to have a certain level of technique because, Absolutely. again, we, we talking about devastating punchers. Butterbean was a devastating heavyweight puncher, but he didn't fare as well as a boxer, right? And um, he didn't win no world title. Definitely didn't win no world title. So we got to throw that that argument out the window, man. However... Um, I think he's taking, he, uh, you know, moments that we saw from Wilder at his wildest, no pun intended, you know, kind of smothered his own punches, jumping in, trying out little moves. So he's taking that and saying, you know, well, well, that, that's how he rock out. I, I look at it more as a disciplined fighter, not staying disciplined as far as using his jab a little bit more. We all, even the most novice uh, uh, boxing fans, would say, yeah, I really don't see him set up the jab that much. So there's truth in what he's saying. Um, but I don't, I don't know because didn't he use the jab to set up the right hand in the Brazil fight? Like, I yeah, don't know, man. I, but I, I, I guess in the finishing aspect. In other words, when Wilder think he got somebody down and out, he more or less jump on him. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't, you know, look, look, look him in the eye a little bit. If he think he got you out, remember what he did to Stavern. Remember what he did to Ortiz, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he think he got you out, he's going to try to blast you. He's not going to try to set up another one of those shots, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, um, and, and it's just, you know, it, it, it is that's important, you know what I'm saying? Because jumping on a guy sometimes doesn't always work, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes you get a guy that won't let you jump on him. I think, you know, his opportunity to, to jump on Fury, um, you know, that didn't pan out the way he would have liked to because he had somebody that was boxing him. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's just some subtleties that of boxing that that Wilder, um, you know, he's might have added over time, and that could make him a more of a complete boxer. But you know, it's it's all in the way people say things. And I'm not one of those people that has a problem with the way Bell you said it. Um, like I said, I listen to it and I hear some truth to it, and then I hear some things that is kind of like a, a little bit of a broad generalization. Yeah, yeah. And, and you got to you got to you got to take what I like it's what I said you got to take what Bell you saying with a grain of salt because he's a bit of a AJ supporter and and as you Definitely. can see the final quote was more like AJ's the best finisher in boxing but he didn't even finish attack him you know what I mean I think he went the whole 12 with Joseph Parker right Yeah So it's like you know didn't finish Andy in the second fight like would Wilder knock those dudes out like would Dillian not White knock those dudes out? Like, can you really say he's the best finisher? You know what I mean? Or are you being friend biased? You know, is is that because he's your boy? It, it, it sounds good. 
You know what I mean? And I'm a big AJ fan of, of, of myself, but there's no way he's the best finisher. You know, I, I wouldn't give him that. What he's would probably, you give him? What title? He's the most complete. He's the most complete heavyweight fighter. Wow. He can do a little bit of both. And I say that over over Tyson Fury. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a strong opinion. But I say that even over Tyson Fury because, um, yeah, even after what we saw with Tyson Fury, yeah, I, I don't know. I still have always given because what I see with AJ, um, people like to call him robotic, but I like to call it boxing. You know what I'm saying? And over time, I've seen him add things. Now, you know, most complete as far as demonstrate demonstrating his power. I'm not saying Tyson hasn't demonstrated. He's He's a big dude, but I don't know. For some reason, AJ, you know, he has it on display more often. When he uses it, it's more impressive and it's more recent. That's the other thing that he has over Fury. Um, outside of Wilder, you haven't seen Fury. Again, it's not saying that he don't have the power. I'm just talking about who uses what. AJ uses his power and he uses his boxing. Fury has been known to use his boxing. As of late, he's been using his power. Wilder, we know he uses his power. So AJ, I find him to be right in the middle. I mean, I, I'm just still like, oh shit, most complete boxer. Like, if we talk a heavyweight division, I don't even see how that's not Fury at this point after getting a knockout, showing power. I mean, the, the, his boxing skills. It's just different level, I think. Like, he's on some finesse shit where, where where AJ gets called robotic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you saying it's not robotic. You saying it's skill. But, like, other people look at him and say, yo, robotic. Well, he didn't look robotic, you know, doing a full counter. And even though, I, again, he did not get the stoppage against Andy, he didn't look robotic boxing. And, and by the way, what AJ did against Ruiz is what Fury usually did outside of this last occasion with Wilder. So this is what I'm saying. It's, it, he has, I've seen a more of a variety in his style of fighting over time. With Fury, he's been a boxer. Smooth, slick boxer. That's just what I've seen. Again, not discounting that he has power, but that ain't been part of his game to, to knock people out and show them flashes of power late into the fight. Like we're looking, you know, that we've seen with AJ. Yeah, but what, but, but like that don't have anything to do with being complete. Being complete is checking all the boxes, and and that's that's what Fury is showing you. Like, yo, I could, I got power, box check. I got skills, box check. I could talk, box check. You know what I mean? Like he's checking the boxes. If anybody that's complete is Fury, like. You can't tell me what you're seeing with Ruiz is a finished product with AJ. Was, like, he, was AJ just, missing? He still got a finesse fighting off the back foot. He showed us with the Ruiz fight that, yeah, he got the job done, but it doesn't mean that he he looks as good as Fury doing it. Doesn't mean that it was looking natural in that, in that Ruiz fight. By that same token, the power that Fury showed in this one fight as of late isn't comparable to what AJ has been able to show. So I'm just talking if if we just if like remember remember the back of the Marvel cards. If we had the little power bars and we looking for the lines and that shit to be even, to me, 
AJ would have the advantage in the in the pa- outside of the Wilder fight for Fury. He hasn't demonstrated consistently over time, so AJ would have the advantage over that. Fury would have the but up that, on the boxing. That's not necessarily true. If you think about Tyson Fury, he beat uh, Christian Hammer, and he's also the only man to make Christian Hammer quit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody else, even Luis Ortiz, this devastating puncher the Wilder fanboys like to make up, he couldn't stop Christian Hammer. Tyson did that before he was called pillow fisted. So, you know, I, I really don't know what we're talking about. Like, you ain't going to knock everybody out. You just ain't. But he's obviously, you know, he stopped. He stopped Christian Hammer. He stopped Derek Chisora. You know what I'm saying? He stopped Steve Cunningham. He stopped Deontay Wilder. I mean, you can't say. And, and, and we talk about. Tank has what? 26 fights, 24 knockouts, 25 fights, 24 knockouts. Tyson has 30 fights, 21 knockouts. One of those is a draw. So, like, what are we really talking about? That he didn't knock out eight people? Because one is a draw. So, it's eight people. Like, oh, you're not a puncher because out of 30 fights, you ain't knock out eight people. Come on. No, that's why I'm not looking at the numbers. I'm looking at the quality. And like I said, I'm looking at the recent, the, the recency of it. If I'm looking at one guy and I'm looking at, it's like looking at Michael Jordan. Nobody ain't going to say Michael Jordan couldn't dunk, but you look at the back half of his career and he was shooting fadeaways. That's just how he was, that's how he was playing. That's how his game was. So I'm saying, yes, My man, the back game, half, the back half of Fury's career is a stoppage over one of the biggest punches in boxing. But this is what I'm saying. He Now, he just did that. He just did that. I'm not taking it away from him, but I've been watching AJ do nah, but it he, as of late nah, for a but longer he, period of time. But he did it to Chisora. He gave Chisora his first loss, right, by decision. Then he came back and beat Chisora by, by knockout. So it's like he been doing it. Chisora's still the heavyweight test. Tyson been stopped him. It's just you being selective on which knockout to glorify. Maybe it's a one. What have you done for me lately, Case? Oh, I'm just looking at over the long it, it run. It can't be that because lately you know what he done. <laughs> I mean, oh. truth is the truth. Lately we know what he done. It, it, it's it's trying to find something in his resume to say. Well, I guess he did always have power, and that may not make the most sense. But uh, looks like we got. What in the hell is this? Uh, we got Ohio runs boxing, cause this, this is a. Uh, I think they they gave our channel the ability to comment on uploaded videos. That's dope. He sent the super chat to our Bill Haney uploaded interview, saying Tank Davis said on Twitter, "Wild to fight like a Tom girl." Looking emoji, looking emoji, looking emoji. Um, yeah. He did say that a while ago. Ken Stone. Oh, yeah, we read that. And at 904 Geo, Mike was speed more than power. Uh, I think you're a little older than me, man. What Was Tyson more speed than power? He was both. I mean, because, because speed... Yo, Tyson's speed was phenomenal. That's what allowed him as, you know, even though he wasn't like a, he was smaller than a lot of heavyweights. A lot of people don't know. Them heavyweights back then, them guys were 6'3", easy, 6'4". Um, so Mike coming in at a generous 5'11", 
Um, they they might have billed him at six feet one time or another. I mean, the the fact that he would be so quick and be able to let his accuracy and the speed, I think, is what created the power. Because Mike could get to you, get inside of your range, and then hit you with something so hard. It's it's the the speed in which he got to you. It's it's, it's how quick he got to you and how hard he hit you. I think that's what that's what was creating the power. And then with him twisting and contorting his body, when he's swinging his hip and he's turning his shoulder into them body shots, he ain't waste no movement. So it's, it, his power was generated off of his speed and that, you know, and the accuracy. That's just, I don't understand how people don't, um, they don't know what Mike was doing. They, they think he was just knocking people out. Like he was, that, that took boxing. That took a lot of boxing. And, and, and I would even venture to say Mike's knockouts took a little bit more and he put a little bit more into the boxing technique than Wilder does or did. So you thought Mike had more skills than Wilder? Definitely. I would say that. Definitely. 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 Lateral movement, footwork alone. But yeah. But I mean, I guess it, it could be argued that Wilder I mean, I guess that's the height. That's the height, right? Because Mike had issues with tall dudes, man. But this is what I was saying. Half them dudes, if you pulled it up, half them dudes, 6'3 or better. 6'3, 6'4, 6'5. You know what I mean? I think Razor Ruddock was, might have been the shortest dude that he fought during that time at maybe 6'2. Generous 6'3, right? And Mike was a generous 5'11, maybe 6 feet. And I'm telling you, that lateral movement is what he used to get inside. And he jabbed. Mike would jab, too. You yeah. know, it's it's the lateral movement is what made Mike, you know, because he, he definitely took that height and that range away from the taller opponents. So he made them look like they was big and lanky and, and off balance. He, he was just, great in that off balance. That lateral movement allowed him to cut the distance, you know, so much because it had people like, what the fuck? Where's he coming from? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I always felt like, the minute someone stood up to the bully, they would win. And that's what happened. Like, when, when, when Buster did it, when Evander did it, Lennox did it. Like, when dudes just, like, man, fuck that. I'm not afraid of just your attitude. They was able to one-two him right down the pipe. That lateral movement ain't mean shit when somebody would just wait for that. Pop! Set him up with the jab and ram that right hand down the pipe, man. I remember that. I remember Evander, both fights. I watched that live you know, I remember uh, Buster. That was live. You know, yo, HBO was crazy back then. Listen, man, let's go out to some of these callers. It's looking like we got a few callers. You know the number to call in one four two five five six nine fifty two forty one. Press one one time. Voice your opinion right here on the Voice of the People hotline. Don't forget to add Nesta Gibbs on Skype to be part of the conversation. We're still gonna get uh, Dillian Price. In a few minutes, in a few minutes. So we're going to go ahead and get a, a call or a two while we wait. Yeah. Subscribe to youtube.com slash the boxing voice for the latest and greatest interviews with your favorite fighters. Remember to rate us five stars on iTunes. Don Dami. What up, UK? Nest. Big up TBV. Don't know the thing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, firstly... Yes, big up yourself. I want to congratulate you still, and you know, I've always thought, yeah, that 
obviously I know Wild is your guy, and and it's a personal thing. You get me, so I get it. But I've always thought your your biasness to it has kind of held back your thing a bit. But that's the next story. Yeah. But um, as as for the topic we're talking about, I feel like Tyson. Yeah, I, it just makes me cringe when I hear like people compare these modern day fighters to Wild. I mean, to Tyson and Ali and that. It's like Tyson. He used to make man like cry and that like, come on, his his, his power. Wild okay, then Wilder's got that one punch power and his one two. I get it. He's he's underrated. His one two's great. Yeah, but that's it, man. Like Tyson, he was folding man up from like them. It, the way he used to sneak inside, like duck, duck, duck. He's coming so fast. I don't know what's gonna get hit. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know. His style's just style's just way better, man. Like, Belly is hundred percent right on that. Yeah, there's no skill set to match. But, um, yeah, like, Tyson, like I said, I just don't like when I, when I hear people compare, like, these guys, like, Wilder, come on, man. Like, nah, not even AJ. Or but that's Belly. But Belly was comparing Mike's power to, 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 to Wilder's power. Or Wilder's power to Mike's power. Yeah, because, you know what it is? For me, Ness, yeah, I honestly believe that Wilder's one-punch power is overrated. Like, most of, most of his stuff, most of them are stoppages, firstly. Yeah. And then, like, you know, he, he, he hits people with the left as well. It's always like a combination of, of things, you get me? And then he does his windmill thing and then the fight gets stopped. It's like the one-punch power finger is overrated. But, yeah, I agree with Bellew 100% on that, basically. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, all right, champ. Thank you for calling in. and uh, Shout out to the UK. Large up yourself, brethren. Large up. Yeah, we got Super Chat from LV Slugger that says, it takes skill set to knock pro boxers out with one punch that outweigh him 30 to 40 pounds. Show me another heavyweight in history known for that. Hashtag Toot Tom. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Brazil fight, there's no way. How, I mean, how do you say that there wasn't any skill in that one-two? It's just like he's even step, bam, bam, over. Seen the skill, yeah, and not only that, why why people keep forgetting to discounting you know his Olympic pedigree, man? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't get that yeah. either. You know? Yeah, it does go. Um, it is a bit underrated. You know, you see other heavyweights that we interview; they'll say they got thirty something fights, but they didn't get an, a bronze. You know, uh, so I, I get what you're saying. But you know, look, amateur accolades are good when you're starting. Because it gets you a certain pay scale uh, and a certain level of attention. What he what he done in amateurs uh, at this point doesn't really matter. It's it's more what he's been doing in the ring and what he's gonna do in the ring in only 19 days. Can you believe it's only 19 days away? Yeah, I was looking at the schedule, man. I said, yo, we got the Zerto fight and then a little, and then the, the zoo, the matter of fact, the zoo fight this week, the Zerto fight. And then this is going down, man. Like, 19. it's about time, too. It's about time. We've been waiting for this for so long. It's nothing else that anybody needs to say. All the talking is going to be done in the ring. I think the fight week for this is going to be crazy. I um, mean, I, you know, I think that is an issue, though. Like, I, I, didn't, I, I don't know why they felt like it didn't need promotion. Like, we got a press conference 30 days before. You know, I hope it, it, it does, you know, what, what it should. You know what I mean? Like, this is a historical fight. A trilogy in the heavyweight division. I don't even... It, are there more of these? Did, did, how many... Did, did Lewis have a trilogy? 
Nah, nah. Only um from from my my measure, only um you know uh, uh rematches. You know, so you had Bruno, Bruno and and uh Tyson. You had uh shit. I I think only Frazier and Ali. That was the what a, a trilogy. But that's about it. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, this is history in its own right, man. And uh, I don't know. A little bit more promotion I would have been happy with. I don't know about you. but You know uh, what, though? It's something, I think with promotion, I think it might be a little, I don't, don't want to speak out of turn, but it might be a little business element, too. And in that, say whatever the, the people were sitting down and y'all looking at money and they saying, yeah, man, you know, y'all would have got this for purses, but we need, you know, Six million dollars for promotion. They said, no, 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 no. I got social media. I got this amount of following. I got a, a publicist. I got that. Maybe, you know, the dollars that was spent on promotions, uh, you know, with people that used to have cable, maybe the money ain't wise to be spent there. Maybe it's it's a looser type of marketing that's that's used where they saying we don't need it. Look at Tank's fight. I, I know it was a little bit of a build up to it. But only days before the fight did I hear anything about it on the radio. So um, I think it's just a different style, man. Yeah, let's hope, man. Let's hope. But it looks like we may. I see I see. it says guest there. David Dillon, is that you? David and Dillon Price. You're on mute. Can, can you hear me? I hear you, Dylan. How are you? What's up, bro? How y'all doing? Oh, man. We're hey, doing what's good, going on, man. champ? Happy to have you, man. Can you turn that Thanks, sideways bro. so you don't get blurred out? Thanks, champ. Okay. See me now? Yeah. All right, cool. So, uh, talk to us, man. Uh, you just got out of training? Yeah, I just left the gym about 20 minutes ago. Showered up. Now I'm here on the interview. Cool, cool, man. Thank you. Obviously, you know... Uh, I understand that this isn't easy. You know, I, I I just drove all the way to see Tyrone Willie. I won't even tell you how many hours. And then I got there and it was like, he don't do interviews after he trains. So I want to thank you for doing interviews after you train. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, because it, I understand that it's not difficult, man. And, and obviously you got a fight coming up in 26 days. Yeah. How's that? Yep. How is it for you, man? Um, like, do you eat, sleep, think your opponent, or do you not? Do you try to keep him out of your mind? Just do what you got to do, and 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 worry about him on fight night. Uh, I try to keep him out of my mind and um do what I got to do and just worry about that stuff uh, on fight night. Um, cause when I think about it, think about it, think about it, I start overthinking, and I don't need to do that. I know what I, I know what I'm capable of. I know what I have to do, and I just got to do it. Go out there and do it. For sure, man. Look, I am overthinking it. It's a step <laughs> right. up. I don't know if you and your dad agree, but I think it's a step up. 100%. Okay, yeah. I mean, this dude, is he's been able to get some draws with some pretty big names, or, right. or at least decent names. You know, Joshua Greer, his trajectory was up, you know? He, he was knocking people out, coming to, coming to the ring with his pillow, I mean, and then this dude... You know, uh, stop that, you know, right. and, 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 and set him back. So I'm definitely on pins and needles. Um, how are you looking at this opponent? Uh, I'm looking at this opponent like <clears throat> he's a very uh, good fighter. Um, like like you said, it's, def <clears throat> it's definitely a step up, but I'm just prepared and I know what I got to do to win. 
I think you're going to get some phone calls after this fight. Do you or your father believe that's the case? Do you not care and will continue to do things your way, uh, which I congratulate y'all on? But I just feel like because of the opponent, uh, because he got a draw with Joshua Greer, which is a top-ranked fighter, trained by Kay Kimura, like all those things matter. So when matchmakers see now, I just feel like you'll be getting some phone calls. Do you believe that? Uh, I def I definitely believe I'll be getting phone calls uh, after this fight because, like you said, it's definitely a step up. He fought a lot of uh, big names, and when I beat him, I know a lot of promoters and things like that are going to be calling, but we still going to do things our way, and um, if we decide to go with somebody, uh, it's on our terms, you know. Definitely. And it's, it's, it's funny, man. You know, I tell my audience all the time that you're the formerly promoted TMT fighter, but you're so young. You're like, right. you're still 22. Like, you can still sign again to another big, you know, uh, it, you could go to PBC now. You could go to Top Rank. And it's like, you're still super young. Like, you're you're very, uh, still in the infancy of your career, depending on how you choose to go about it, man. So, uh, a lot of opportunities could still come. And uh, it's pretty official, man. I like that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now, like Dylan. You. Yeah, go ahead. Now, I was going to ask you, have, have you watched any footage to prepare for this opponent, or you just been sticking to your, your uh, general routine as far as sparring and, and conditioning? Uh, well, I've been, I've been watching, yes, I've been watching some of his footage, but uh, I let my dad handle more of that stuff, and then uh, I just follow his lead with that. I don't really like watching too, too much footage of my opponent because uh, I don't want to go in the ring having my mind set that he's going to one way, then he come out fighting the whole total different way so uh, I just do what my dad told me to do uh, focus and train the camp and make the adjustments come fight night definitely so uh, how many rounds are you sparring to get ready this is an eight rounder and this is only your second eight rounder and the fact that you only went two rounds in your last eight rounder you know how are you how many rounds are you sparring to get prepared for going the whole eight uh, we do six to eight okay. we do six to eight rounds to get ready Nice. Yeah, we just say, yep. A lot of running, a lot of conditioning. That's what but I was going to say, man. Being a young man, I mean, I'm I'm assuming uh, stamina isn't even a problem at this age. You're so youthful. Right. No, nah, it's, not. Good, it's good. not. I mean, you're always in the gym, too, man. We was talking to Mack Truck earlier, man. The both of you guys post-sparring, you're always in the gym. You're always working. What, what do you think gives you... Uh, what serves you better for stamina? Is it the running or is it the the, the rounds in the actual, uh, you know, in the ring sparring? What what helps you breathe better for a fight? I ain't gonna get that up. Oh, I ain't gonna, that's the that's the secret. Yeah, that's the secret. I ain't gonna give it up. I ain't gonna give up too much, too much information to the people. Just know, come fight that. I'm always gonna be in tip top shape, uh, physically and mentally. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you know Cam Awesome. Do you from the amateurs? All right. Yeah, I, I don't know him, but I know him. Yeah, you know of him like we all do. You know, he's a declarated amateur. Shout out to Cam. Uh, he recently posted, I was sharing it with my first guest, uh, about boxers posting, sparring, knocking out uh, inexperienced fighters in sparring. I mean, right. I've never seen you post you knocking out anybody. But I'm, I just wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, on that because... I don't know. I'm a different generation. You know, I, I, I've been covering Devin Haney before he was a, a pro fighter. 
And right. he came up on that, you know. Uh, Roly made a name off of Ryan in sparring. Uh, Tank and Haney, like, is, is sparring out there. How do you feel about sparring being uh, accessible for people to watch? Uh, Well, for me, I just look at it as sparring, one. Uh, you can get over on somebody in sparring and lose to them in a fight. Mm. Sparring is sparring is practice. Uh, I mean, of course, it's a little bit of bragging rights because it's, it's uh, uh, all men have pride. Uh, but I've knocked out experienced guys in the gym and never thought to post it or anything like that. So me and my dad don't believe in exposing people and posting the uh, sparring. We'll do it if it's back and forth work, but I, I don't really believe in um trying to down other fighters by posting them if I knock them out or anything like that. Or going running my mouth if I get over on them. That's just not how we move. Speaking of your dad, man, talk to me about the relationship, man. Um, you know, ever since I met you, you guys have been a very close uh, duo. You know, right. he, he, he trains you. He works out with you. I mean, you maybe are the reason that he looks as great as he looks because when I met him, I think he was managing Emmanuel Taylor way back then, and uh, your father looks like he could take a heavyweight fight right now and actually yeah. win. So, right. uh, yeah, man, just talk to me about that relationship, uh, and, 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 and yeah, share that with the world because, you know, um, a lot of fighters sometimes leave their father uh, for another trainer or don't. So we right. want you to give that story. Well, I am, the, uh, I am what I am today because of my dad. Uh, and without my dad, I don't even know if I would be here right now. I'll probably be doing some bad stuff, to be honest. Um, the re relationship that me and my dad have is, is going to stay the same. Uh, I came into the game with him. I'm the game with him. Uh, that's my best friend. I could talk to him about anything. And um, I would never let nobody train me. If something was to happen to my dad, I am the... Uh, I he told me he wanted to walk away from the sport. Then I would leave because I wouldn't let nobody else train. Wow. And yeah, I wouldn't do it without him. It wouldn't be the same. Dang. I think I, I think about that all the time. It wouldn't be the same. Nah, the same. I'm self-motivated, but it just it wouldn't. I don't think that I would have love for it like I have now without my dad. For sure, for sure. So... You're going to be fighting in the show, boat, hotel, and casino. You're bringing boxing back to AC. And, and you're not the first person, but boxing is coming back to Atlantic City, man. And uh, this is right, not right around you, but it's, it's close enough for your fans to drive. How excited are you about being able to fight not so far from your home? I'm super excited about that. All my friends and family can come out to see me. Um... I'm super, super excited because I, I used to fight in Vegas and at the Barclays Center and things like that. So this is new to all my friends and family where they could actually come and see me. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Definitely, definitely, man. So um, who else is on this card with you? Do you know any any other fighters? Are you the main event? I haven't really gotten too much I, information. I'm the semi-main event, and okay. I, I really don't on the card, to oh. be honest. I really don't know. You got to stay focused, man. I totally understand that, man. But you do have other siblings in the gym with you. Um, and uh, are they looking to turn pro as well? Uh, I have a little brother. His name is Devin Price. Uh, he's 16. Um, he's he's amateur right now. He's getting ready to go to the Nationals in Texas next week. How many so fights we, he has? 
think about uh, 40, 40, 45. So we still getting that experience in the amateurs. Then uh, I think at 18, uh, my dad going to turn him pro. Nice, nice. And uh, what weight class? Uh, he 123 right now. He going to be bigger than me. Mm. He's 23 right now, so by the time he's 18, I see him turning pro at maybe, maybe 126. And that's the the one the brother that you're always sparring. Is it just two of you, or it's just two? I got an older brother, but he's not in the boxing. Okay. So I'm talking about brother Devin, the one I'm always sparring. Yeah, wow, because he looks <laughs> he looks just about your size already. Yeah, he he a little bigger. Yeah, taller, bigger. Yep, he could punch too. He could punch. For sure, for sure, man. So, uh, how tall you think he he ends up getting, or what weight class you see him maxing out at? He looks a little taller than you. Yeah, he probably gonna be my dad height. Wow. Um, yeah, he probably gonna be my dad, and he gonna max out maybe about one thirty, one thirty five. And uh, and yourself, for those that don't know, let them know you are fighting at 118 pounds, correct? Or are you yep. going down? Because it seems like you might have fought at 116 your last fight. Uh, yep, yeah, 116. But this fight, I'm gonna go uh, 118. I I could go from 115 to 118. So did you take this fight at 118 because that was the opportunity and and would you campaign for a title at 115 or are you looking to is your first title going to be at 118 uh i would like for my first title to be at 115 okay so you could definitely make the weight uh yep. in the future that's, that's yeah. what's up a lot yep. of a lot of opportunities being able to fight in two different divisions man right right exactly and that's the goal I would like to fight for a title 115, then move up and try to win a title 118. Where do you think you max out at? When your career is all said and done, you hung up the gloves, Boxing Hall of Fame has your last fight at what? 126. Wow. Okay. And that's, like you said, my last fight before I hang it up. Mm -hmm. I'll say six. Oh, wow. So you're going to be down at 115 for a minute then. Yeah. Between 115 and 118, the middle of my career, I would say 122. By the end, 126. Wasn't uh, Ivan Calderon, like, in that division a long time ago? Uh, the Puerto Rican four-time champ, I believe, right? Let me look it up. Pretty What's his sure. name? Ivan Calderon. Ivan Calderon. Yeah, pretty... Uh, I mean, he got a couple of fights on HBO at the back half of his career. He was definitely strapped up. Uh, I think I'm right about the division. Oh, damn, even lower. Sheesh. He oh, was fighting 105. Oh, damn. Yeah, 105, 110, 107. Yeah, wow. Okay. Well, uh, how could we get tickets? How could we uh, see it if we can't make it to Atlantic City? Is there a streaming for this fight? Uh, I think it is a streaming. Um. I'm not too sure about that, but I know you can get the tickets at pboxing.com. Uh, that's our Price Promotions website. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan and Real Deal Price. I want all the fans, all my friends and family to tune in. It's going to be a great fight, baby. For sure, I'm man. I'm out on top. Dylan the Real Deal, man. Thank you for coming on the program, brother. We appreciate you. We're going to be locked in Definitely. for your fight. And, uh, yeah, man, make New Jersey proud, champ. You know, we both New Jersey uh, natives over here, me and I mean. So, man, we, we, we riding with you. Thanks, bro. Hey, and yo. listen, uh, go ahead. 
Uh, no, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, I was going to say shout out to you. I've been saying it. They've been sleeping on it. Yo, Atlantic City is a great venue for boxing. Shout out to you for bringing it back. That'd be a smooth move if y'all, you know what I mean, blow that area up like that. And I will be watching, bro. Definitely. Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. But wait, Ness, this is what I want you to do. I've been telling my dad this for the longest time. When we get off this interview, I want both of y'all to look up Justin LaBoy. You know what that is? Yeah. You know the Respectfully Instagram? He got the he got the YouTube series now. Yeah. Ness sound, they sound exactly alike. Exactly alike. You gotta listen to him. Y'all sound Justin LaBoy? Justin LaBoy. Justin LaBoy. Y'all sound exactly alike. Just listen to him talk. He got an interview with the Breakfast Club. Oh, and stuff yeah. Like I've that. seen the Breakfast Club one right here. Yeah, now listen listen to him talk a little bit. Y'all sound exact. Every time he, Ness talk, I think of, uh, every time Justin LeBoy talk, I think of Ness. Every Damn, time. Damn, Justin LeBoy got hella followers. LeBoy, yeah, he better give he got me the, some of those. He got, yeah, he got the Respectfully Instagram page. So that's where that's why that, everybody be saying Respectfully stuff. He the one made it up. But y'all sound exactly alike. So, so so check that out and hit me up, Ness, and let me know what you think. For sure. I'm looking on his I, IG now for uh, some sort of post I could play, but he got all pictures here. Check check the um Breakfast Club interview. They they I know they I know it's on there. Exactly. Got Justin LeBoy of boxing right here. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check it out. But uh thank you for calling in, brother. We appreciate you. And well, uh I see him right here. He with Ray J. Yeah. Shit off rip. So yeah. they you know, so y'all don't just hang out with girls for fun. I mean, we do that occasionally, but for the That was him right there though. The one yeah. who said we don't just hang out with girls for fun. Now nah, I'ma check it out, man. I'ma see what my girls say. But thank you again, Mr. Price. We appreciate you. Uh, you know, send our love to your dad. Tell him thank you for setting up the interview. And uh, like I said, man, we're going to be locked in and, and definitely tuned into the fight. Okay, got you. All right, y'all. Have a good one. You too. You too, brother. There you have it, man. The real deal. Dylan Price, uh, New Jersey, stand up. Atlantic City, they back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you was asking who you was asking. You was asking a bigger name to go down there and lighten it up, right? Who, who you, you just said that. Yo, I yo, I said um, who who was we talking about? I, don't know, I said but um, you said some. I'm like, yo, Atlantic City, what? Yeah, I, I, I said Tank, Tank. If he tank, wanted to keep it on the East Coast, tank. him and he, Gary, he I think to keep you it, said. Yeah, yo, him and Danny, keep it right there in Atlantic City. Danny's in Philly. Tank got Baltimore, Delaware. Yo, yo, the problem talking, with the problem with AC. Is you can't do a fight in the winter down there, bro. That beach got you on chill. Like, yeah, they yeah, gotta they fight. gotta knock it off now. You know, spring, summertime. Like, last fight got to be like cut off September, ultimate cut off October, man. Cause I October. remember I remember going to Great Adventures in New Jersey for October 31st Fright Fest. And never going it's like back. Like fifty degrees. Never going back. You get on a roller coaster with that cold ass air pushing against your face, bro. You going home tight. I, that's not my thing. So yeah, man, I would rather it be. You know, Tank gonna do it in the summer. 
And I mean, he got he 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 can announce something in Atlantic City for September. But the thing is, the money though, uh, I mean, right? Like, can I, I I know what you're saying. I feel the same. I feel that Tank, Danny, those names will sell out in Atlantic City because they're close to Philly. But is the money the same? Is the ticket prices the same? Well, I tell you what. What I happen to know is. You know, and it might be a, a, a small nothing, but just the business of it. The whole Hard Rock, AEG, whatever company, that's the same people that own Vegas. They also been doing, before the whole shutdown, they was doing a lot of nice venue joints at the uh, House of Blues for, like, big-name artists. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm thinking is, again, it's all tied to the same promotional company. I'm thinking that somehow they would find a way to make it where even if they only said for the boardwalk, I don't know what the capacity for the boardwalk is, but say they say, yo, we doing 12,000 for the boardwalk. They would price them tickets to where that gate was enough to, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, sweeten the pot. The network would be the key. I think they got that sewn up. The venue would be the key. You know what I mean? As far as something that has a, a history, AC got a boxing history, man. Well, they no got to pay how for it though. Cause remember when you go in a casino, not, now the now the promoter's looking for the casino to throw him a, 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 a check. Like, yo, yeah, we want you to come do your show over here because you're going to bring patrons to our casino. And I think that Atlantic City is primed for that. Atlantic City is prime. Remember, it used to be the Trump Plaza that used to do it, right? But now, and that's why the promoters used to yeah, love it. Yeah, but if you Floyd and you Ellaby, do you take a chance on AC... When you already got like black excellence popping off in, in Atlanta, like Tank bringing out superstars, television stars, actors, rappers, like is the crowd going to follow him? Is Atlanta going to come to AC? That's how you got to look at it. Would Atlanta come to AC? I'm not saying they won't. It looks like that sort of crowd with all that money, they might want to be at a casino and gamble a little bit. They might want to see a casino show. Maybe maybe there's a performer performing in Atlantic City the way that Vegas does it. But are you going to get that money from Atlanta to come to Atlantic City? Or is that Atlantic City market going to replace that Atlanta market? I think you can draw some of that market. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to get the... the the, 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 the regional cultural market. You're going to get the Puerto Ricans in Philly coming. You're going to get New York coming. If they anybody that will go to the Mohegan Sun will go to Atlantic City. That's number one. So if the Mohegan can get nine, ten thousand for a draw in Connecticut, I'm thinking Atlantic City geographically presents a better for DC to come out, for Baltimore to come out, the whole DMV area to come out. You know what I'm saying? You got Virginia can come out and. With all that money, they might not drive the Lambos, but I think they can get from Atlanta to Atlantic City and then have the but idea that's of the thing. But that's the thing, right? Like, the, 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 the phrase is, Atlanta likes to party. So Atlanta likes to party in Atlanta. Is Atlanta going to say, oh, that kid we adapted tank, we adopted him, but he's fighting an AC. Let's go support him. That that's all you gotta ask yourself, and I think that's what and, and what Floyd and I'm gonna answer that. I'm gonna answer that. We live it. We, we we see me and you, hotel generation. This is the Airbnb generation. Tanks going to Atlanta. Let's go to Atlanta and turn up and turn. Excuse me. Tank going to Atlantic City. Let's go turn up Atlantic City. I think 
his fan base does follow him. You know I, I would love it. I would love it. Listen, I'm not any closer to Atlantic City. I used to be, obviously. But, you know, people glorified Gennady Golovkin for selling in two regions. When he was able to sell Madison Square Garden in L.A., you know, he was considered the man because of that. He was considered the man, and and, and people demanded more of the Canelo fight because he was a, a, a commercial draw. In two different regions. By coastal. Without without having to be American. So yeah. if Tank can establish, because I think he did a LA fight already with, with Leo, right? Or was that also in Atlanta? No, nah, that had to be LA or something. I think mm, that was on the West Coast. Up, let me look up his, his Leo fight. But I think Tank's been in a few markets, man, you know, from Vegas to to Atlanta and uh others, I believe, which I'm I'm gonna get for ya. Now, looks like State Farm Arena, he fought in San Antonio with Leo. He fought in the State Farm again with, with, with Gamboa and Barrios. Um, Carson, California, Hugo Diaz. So he's been fighting in L.A., West Coast right there again with Fonseca and in and, 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 and the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. He also fought in the United Kingdom. He also fought in Brooklyn, Barclay Center for his first world title with Jose Pedraza. You know, uh, he fought in Florida, right here at the at the Hard Rock Casino. He fought in the Armory. You know, um, he fought in Vegas uh, at the Palms Casino. He fought in Orlando. Wow, he was fighting in Orlando. Shout out to him. He came to Florida again in Vegas, Atlantic City, and that was a long time ago. So why not? Why not do it again? Pittsburgh. Why not do it look, again? Look, look, look. This is the beginning. Atlantic City, Pittsburgh, Biloxi, um, Little Creek Casino in Shelton, Foxwoods, man. Chuck it, that's Connecticut. More uh, Washington, Bethlehem, that's PA. Baltimore, that's his area. Washington again. Um, yeah, man. And that's about it. That's the, that's the very beginning. So he's only fought in AC once, man. It'll be the homecoming, the back, the welcome back. And that was Great a long... Thing. Yo, he ain't fighting AC at the Claridge Hotel since he was 132 and it was 2015, bro. Damn. That's some time. And he's been, he's been doing big venues. This is what I'm saying. Like, yo, after that, he, he fought in, in, in Vegas. And, then, you know, he's fought a lot in Vegas, man. And then UK, he's headline. I don't know. I don't know, man. Hopefully they could. Shot. Hopefully they could. Hopefully they could. I mean, look, it, it's a market. I think Philadelphia is like Atlanta, but I don't know that it's like that. Like, like with the with the Lambos and shit. Like they got way more actors in Atlanta than in Philly. Or am I wrong about that? Nah, man. I I think think about it like this, man. Like Philly, Detroit, Newark, Buffalo. Those are those are cities where fighters come from. Those are not necessarily the best venues to have a world championship fight. Mm -hmm. When you coming up and these fighters, they need that kind of small market second city venue. Yeah, that's cool. I think you look at Atlantic City, even though it's lost its cachet, it, it's a resort town. You know what I'm saying? It has casinos, just like Seminole, Florida. It's one of these places, even in Mississippi, they got these places where they got a casino. They got a ring. They got some action there. But historically, Atlantic City has just been there, man. So I, I think it's just worth a shot 
Um, you know, it's another spot on the East Coast that's in between. Like I said, it's in between New York and it's in between, uh, you know, uh, Washington, D.C. And, and it's you know, before you get to Atlanta. I don't think it's as many other spots that you, you might have that fight. You know what I'm saying? Or a fight where you'd want to try and see if you could set off a market. You know what I'm saying? I think you got nothing to lose. Word, word. Um, super chat from Brandon. He says Atlanta is tanks Las Vegas. He doesn't need to fight anywhere else. The next step is moving from the Hawks Arena to the Falcon Stadium. Idea light bulb emoji. Um, yeah, man. I wouldn't want to see him go anywhere else unless it could be guaranteed because that shit was beautiful. Bottom line. It was beautiful. You got you had to have been there to, to understand. It was beautiful, man. As a boxing fan, I you know, shout out to Tank for now giving me the opportunity to to slightly, slightly see what it's like to to, to be at one of those UK fights. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what it felt like, bro. Like all those oohs and ahs, man, all those oohs and ahs with every punch. That's what it was, you know, that was amazing. That, that, that's hard to replicate. And you know what? Shout out to Ella B. You seen his, his tweet yesterday, right? Or Saturday, should I say, before the Colbert fight. So it wasn't no shot at Colbert for those that you want to try and say that. Because uh, you know they did the replay of Tank fight. So, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he obviously watched it and then he tweeted something. I'm paraphrasing something like, y'all can't tell me Tank ain't the most exciting fighter in boxing. And, uh, I mean... That's a debate, but he is definitely exciting and brings excitement to the sport. You know what I understand? That's what he does bring. Um, so, yeah. Shout out to Tank. Shout out to Tank, man. I mean, want to see you in that Atlant in Atlantic City, not Atlanta. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> nah, I'm going to go see him in Atlanta, and that is a great idea, man. He needs to be in that stadium because... You know, but again, people's fronting. You act like Atlanta don't get cold too. He ain't gonna be in Atlanta in the winter time. He gonna be on a on a on a fight schedule. You know nah, what I'm saying? For real, Come on yeah. now. It, it, you get ice storms in Atlanta. You get all kinds of weird weather, bro. Yeah, but that me. was like once in a blue. Nah, trust me, bro. It ain't once in a blue. It's it's it used to be once in a blue. Now it's more frequently. So you know, I ain't. You know, listen, it's the South. It can't be that bad. But I I think as you know. People have it in their mind. He's not going to be doing no fights in December or not even November in Atlanta. That ain't happening. Uh, let me see, son. Let me check. I think I still got his box right. So he went to Atlanta in uh, June and he went to Atlanta in December. You wrong, man. You wrong. But he, I'm talking about for an outside fight. For if he's fighting in the uh, where the um no, you talked play. about you talked about ice on the road. He still brought him out. Nah, I'm talking he brought about him out outside, on a, Yo, he fought but, but, December 28th, right after Christmas, and still made a killing. Nah, listen. That's his market, man. Having fights in the winter in Atlanta is A1, because you don't want to have no fights in New York in the winter. So, I trust me. Yeah. I'm talking about if he's fighting in, in where, where the football team plays and it's an outdoor venue. I'm saying it wouldn't be like fighting in Texas in December. You fight in Texas in December... There's a very good chance you still could, you know, have that dome open. For sure. Uh, new caller, Albany. Who this? 
Oh, yes. Uh, hi there. This is uh, Kiernan from Albany, New York. Kaden? Kiernan. Kiernan. Oh, Cannon. How are you, brother? Kiernan. I'm good. What's on your mind? Talk to us, champ. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I wanted to uh, talk about uh, what you were saying about Gervonta, uh selling out in certain places. Um, I don't know if it's actually true, though, but I think like maybe like what Floyd Mayweather's uh, promotional company with uh, Leonard Ellerby is probably doing is that uh, they're probably going to bring Tank out to like bigger venues, and then eventually in the future, he should grow into like a bigger athlete, just like Floyd Mayweather did back in his day. But I would probably say maybe let the best venues for Gervonta could be places like Madison Square Garden or Atlanta or probably bring him out to Vegas more or maybe somewhere out West Coast. I'm not too sure, to be honest. Mm. Um, Atlanta, he's definitely doing. And he's he's done Vegas. I mean, I don't know that he's headlined in Vegas yet. Let me double check that. I don't think he's headlined in Vegas uh, but Texas, he done. Well, uh, yeah, no, no. It says T-Mobile Arena Las Vegas Fonseca. Was that a main event? I don't know if that was a main event. I mean, I'm sure Tank ain't no undercar fighter either, right? I don't know. Nah, that Fonseca. Who's undercar could think, that have been? I don't think he. I think that might have been fighter. a main event. And the only issue with MSG, it looks like Floyd never fought in New York. And for tax reasons, right? And 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 he, I don't think he's gonna let, uh, not let, but I think he's just gonna advise him like, "Yo, you're gonna lose money." Like Canelo never fought in New York, right? He done. yeah, Matt MSG. Who who he fought? Cane oh no no, I'm sorry, not Canelo. You said Canelo. Yeah, I don't think Canelo ever fought in. That. I'm gonna I'm double check. I don't know. Did he ever fight in New York? Like. Nah, nah. And if he you did, know, there it go right there, man. If he did, it was a long time ago um, that we can't even remember. Brandon back with another Super Chat says, Atlanta Stadium has a retractable roof, champ. There you go. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, I see Texas, Miami, and San Antonio, Vegas, Vegas. Nah, I, Vegas, I was thinking Vegas. Triple G when you said Canelo for some reason. It's yeah, the definitely Triple G fought in New York. Well, yeah. I don't think Canelo took it to New York. Nah, nah, nah. Some nah, fighters nah. just don't go to New York because of the money. They saying Rocky Fielding, but I ain't see that. Rocky Fielding, 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 Fielding. Oh, shit, Madison Square. Oh, see? Oh, snappy. Yeah, well, there you go. You know, and I don't even have an answer for that. I mean, I guess because uh, the zone. <laughs> Because they was the Zone America and they wanted to make that USA splash, but normally big fighters don't fight in uh in in Madison Square because of the taxes. But you, but you know what too? I think that had to do with the opponent as far as the draw. You had a, a UK fighter, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got easier. a lot of UK East Coast. They're coming to New York, New mm. Jersey, you know what I mean? Red Coats are coming. They they was here already. So I'm being told by a co-producer that, uh, by Supermax, that uh, Fonseca fight was on the undercard of the Mayweather-McGregor card. Ah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But um, that's all the callers. I mean, I think we got to all the Super Chats. I'm going to cut out. My daughter is in time, so I want to give her some time. It looks like no we got a doubt. Super Chat uh, from... 
904 Gia who says Wilder outboxed Bermain. He sure did. That first fight was was jab jab and 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 murder right at the right hand. Jab jab stab. Yeah. Uh, looks like we got to everyone, right? Because yes, we did LVs. All right. And uh, yeah, that's it, man. Next GTO Instagram and Twitter. Catch us on the next one. Arrivederci. King I mean of Essex one on Instagram. King I mean of Essex one on YouTube. Catch me here on the Boxing Voice. Peace. Peace.